0: Well, well, well. Well, well, well. It's good to be sitting here with you this week. You just got me straight up like like groovy slide into the mic <laughs> like on that a, one. Like you a, like caught told me, totally well, like, hey,
1: I'm here. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's great. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, welcome to another episode of Neighbors Don't Knock. Whether you are a neighbor right next door or far and wide, uh, you know, all of you out-of-town neighbors, we want to say hello. What's yeah. up?
0: I'm I'm not so sure about if you're far and wide, but if you live far and wide,
1: <laughs> then it's, it's, welcome it's, to the show. It's one of those episodes, you know. And I even I and I don't know. I'm we welcome be, everyone who is we, far we, and wide. That's right. We, we discriminate against no one. This is true. I, and I was also even thinking I was I, I didn't even realize that I did this. I reverted to the uh, the old school Budweiser. What the? You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you had a really say, bad I, I, case I, I, of
0: arrested I, development. I've known this about you for a while. I now.
1: love that show. I love that show. I wasn't talking about the show. (laughs) Uh, Well, we have a great episode for you guys today. We have a special neighbor stopping by from True Anomaly Brewing Company. So we're going to get to him in just a moment.
0: Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. The show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian
1: Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on? What's going on, guys? And uh, yes, that's right. All you. Far and wide neighbors, or wide and far, or however you want to put it. You know, if you were in the mood then, I know
0: you're in the mood now, because that, that theme music, you, you can't not enjoy it I
1: love it, I love it. I really like it, too. So it's great, it's great. Uh, how, how have you been this week? I've been all right, man.
0: Yeah. I've been all right, yeah. I'm ready for the Houston heat wave to come to an end.
1: It will never come to an end. Uh, not, <laughs> not not right now. I, I'm kind of convinced, you know, global warming, it's a thing. No, we're not getting into that this episode. <laughs> Or ever. <laughs> you guys, I was like, they're ever. like, oh, God, quick, change it. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, no. Gonna be, Phil's going to talk about how it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Another one? You know, there's got to be one of you out there. I'm pretty sure there's one of our listeners and viewers that are watching that has a list of your conspiracies. Uh, and if you haven't, go back and check out a previous other six seasons because there's at least Four or five conspiracies each there season. Are not, there are not. There are not. There are only two. There are only two. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of like the free mental Highway didn't light on fire because EVs were on board.
1: Oh, we, we shouldn't talk about things lighting on fire, you know, especially with everything, all the the fire happenings that has go- gone on. This is true, and our and hearts so, go, hearts
0: go out to Hawaii for sure. That's, that's a, right. That's, that's right. a rough right. deal. So, Absolutely. Fair point. Yeah. Fair
1: point. So, um, but. We are, let's, I don't know, let's not even waste time. Let's get right into our guest. I think so. So uh, this guest is, like we talked about, from True Anomaly Brewing Company. Um, You know, we're going to let them talk about it. Uh, You can find them here in Houston. Uh, They have a really unique backstory, which we're going to get into. Uh, But their narrative was four guys that start out in a garage with some brewing equipment and a dream. I don't even need to go any farther than that, except that I am sitting here tasting a delicious brew Right now from them, and I think let's waste no more time than getting him on the show with us. We're going to welcome Michael from True Anomaly Brewing Company. Hey, man,
0: sir, what's going on? Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. yeah. Cheers. What's thanks going for on? having me on. Thank, Thank you for me. bringing beer. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I Brian, know. what
2: a build up there.
1: Was right? that, was <laughs> it? I tried not to set the bar too
2: high, right? All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Texas' best brewery of the year, 2023. Thank you very there much. There you go. Congratulations Excellent. on that. By the way, good leading line. We'll start with that one. Yeah. That's- absolutely. No, I appreciate it. No, Thank you very much. Uh, how,
1: how do they give that award? out? How do they? What, what's like? How do they? Usually with a handshake. No, 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 no. No, I'm they give you me. medals and awards. Yeah. No, it's a real award, guys. It's, a, it's a real, the best part. It's a, it's a yeah. real
2: thing. I can touch it. Yeah, you touch it. You can go <laughs> up the stage. They take your picture. It's it's. Do you guys have it behind? Like a glass case in there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not quite the Oscars. Used to be more like the Golden Globes. Fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's in Texas. You know, so uh, the the way they do it is you go to a brew competition. You submit a bunch of beers, hopefully, you know, they win some awards. You walk away with one or two of these things, you're on top of the world, you're doing great. This past year, we just hit home runs after Homer Altuve and everything out there. Sure,
1: sounds like the Oscars. He's patting himself on the back pretty well. Yeah, man. we'll <laughs> take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the, you gotta. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you got to take what you get. Buddy.
1: Oh, no, no, no. So, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> so, yeah. So
2: we got uh, we got three gold medals, two silvers and ultimately the uh, Brewery of the Year. Wow. For 2023. So Congratulations me, on all that. That's amazing. That Thank
1: is you. amazing. Yeah, cool. Um Who decides who's the judging? Like, who are the judges? Uh, is it do you have to have a certain kind of credentials or is, it a, yeah. is it a panel of everyone from the, the breweries that are entered? No. Uh, so it's, it's
2: similar to a sommelier type uh, a judging. Oh God. Right. So, uh, there's similar tasting profiles you go through, you do a judging on, you know, the look, the style, you know, there's style guidelines, right? So you submit a Pilsner or a pale ale or an IPA. Here's the guidelines of what that should be. How closely does this taste to that? And then amongst the peers on the table, how well does it shine against those? Right. So, Uh, it's, you know, selection process. It's, it's based on the beers that are submitted and those that come out of it. So generally speaking, again, if, uh, if Texas and the, the awards that we get here are the Golden Globes, then GABF, Great American Beer Festival would be the Oscars. Okay. Right. Where's that held? Uh, that's held in Denver every year. Actually, it's coming up here in September. We'll we'll see if we can't have a follow on story. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, um, Outside of that is the World Beer Cup, and that's the international stage. So that's not like a Cannes Film Festival. It's, you know, it's like prestigious. Is that in Germany? And, uh, it's actually also usually in Denver. No. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything's in Denver. <laughs> it is, man. Those guys rule what are the they? roost. What are they doing? Uh, to making money is what they're doing. No, but uh, <laughs> but no, it uh, skates around. So there's a convention that happens every year. It's tied to that convention next year. It's in Vegas. Oh, okay, kind of like uh, the Olympics. So. Somebody bids for it, maybe Yeah, or right. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. It. Houston will get it one day. Yeah. I don't know. Start making your bids now. Hashtag something. There you get go. Get it here, Houston. Yeah, but, there we but go. So for the
0: com- for the competition rather that you've already taken your prizes from is that a one day event or a multi day event a week long event? How does that work?
2: So the festival, or so uh, the award ceremony itself is a one day event. What we do is we submit beers, you know, months prior. They taste those beers, they do uh, you know, the down selection, and then ultimately we gather together. So GABF is Great American Beer Festival, as the name indicates. It's a huge, it's the nationwide's largest festival. Uh, breweries from across the nation come together and they taste their beers there. Right. The idea is that people who are coming from large and wide get an idea of the beers and, you know, have a good festival, sure. taste beers and get, you know, maybe some notes on where else maybe they should go. It being a destination type thing these days. Well,
1: I, I, well, one thing, I I never thought of a beer competition uh, or someone being a sommelier for beer. Is that what they call somebody
2: or is it a different name? So, uh, so there's a BJCP certification. So it's a beer judging certification, right? And okay. Basically, you go through a very similar process. You identify beers. You demonstrate that you can understand, you know, Basic styles of beers, but also different regions of beers, off uh, flavors. Off flavors are a big one. So if you're an everyday drinker, you probably don't familiar with that term, but uh, you, you're probably familiar with, like, skunk beer, right? You're like, oh, this beer sat out in the car for a week or, you know, cycled a couple times, and now it has this kind of cardboardy weird flavor to it. It's, it's skunked. Right? So there's flavors like that that we know, but maybe you don't have a pinpoint on it that during the brewing process, maybe it's a profile or flavor profile you're not really going for, right? like maybe banana or clove or maybe really yeast forward that uh, you maybe it could be a uh, positive uh, profile in another style of beer. But in this style of beer, you're not looking for
1: it. You know, I mean, that, that, it that's pretty complex. I mean, that's very complex. I mean, it almost seems like it's even more complex than what a wine sommelier is goes through. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, uh, for anyone out there, if you're a wine sommelier, um, <laughs> and I, now offended. Yeah, I, I know. And no, no, no. I, you I don't I love know it. what I went through. I know. Right. No, I, I know how difficult, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I know wine sommeliers, it's very difficult to, to become a sommelier and I'm assuming the same thing now hearing it from you. I just never thought of beer having someone like that. But now you think of all the the craft beers these days that are made with so many different types of ingredients. Uh, it feels like there's almost infinite type of recipes that you can go with. And there really are. And, and tra- yeah. yeah. And trying to That's... identify something like that, you know, just like kind of like, Oh, that has tasted like banana and it from, it must be from Denver.
2: Right. And, <laughs> you know? and we've really gotten to the point as well that, you know, there's over 9,000 breweries in the United States. Right. So this is the equivalence of like, how do you become a militia- Michelin star restaurant? Right. And yeah. even if you become one, how do you continue proving yourself? Over the years to come. So we have, you know, these breweries that have been around Some are longer standing here in Houston. We know St. Arnold's been around for a long time. But nonetheless, they still have to be coming out, you know, year over year. How am I standing up to these other new bucks showing up? How am I, you know, treading through that? How am I continuing to grow in, you know, this area plus other regions that I was, you know, maybe looking at trying to gain territory in? Now that's a little bit different because breweries have this distribution methodology that they utilize but again from a restaurant how am I proving that like I'm still a quality proven driven place right and more breweries are showing up so how am I showing that not only is my do I have a plethora of product but it's good quality product and the more that show up the stronger that competition gets so every year these competitions come up and there's more restaurants, more brews that are available and they've been working longer and harder at their craft, so they should be a little better, you know, year well, over year.
0: Let's talk about that in the Houston level for a second. So is your distribution network mostly local despite the fact that you're competing nationally and you're up against this upwards of 9,000 craft breweries like you talked about? Yeah,
2: so we are. We're 100% local uh, and we will be for the, you know, future to come. I mean, some some years to come.
1: Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more.
0: Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's
1: right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. Have you always been a beer guy? I mean, was there ever, like, a time where you're like, and then you got into it maybe because of the process? Or was there maybe one beer that... Was always like a comfort beer for you,
2: yeah. Two years old, I remember bush.
1: Did you really? Wow, I was started young. yeah. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. always, Brian. Always, <laughs> no. <It was> like, <laughs> From day just one. testing the bottle. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then
2: they introduced me to natural light. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, oh, my. Thing, things just
1: got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did.
2: Just got, so, how get... was your home life?
0: All I can picture is like Johnny Lawrence's apartment, you know, Coors Banquet everywhere. Yeah, interesting. All
1: um, right. So starting out as a young con- uh, connoisseur of beer. No, at one so, point. I mean, I
2: had my college days like everybody else, you know, quantity over quality for the most part. Keystone Light, M- yeah, whatever Milwaukee's get, Best. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all great. And I, so a uh, uh, quick note, I went to a and uh shiner was the the rule of the
1: roost of over course, there yeah. you
2: can get you know pitchers for like four dollars or something
1: i so. went to tech i think keystone light at the time when i was there was like huge uh, Keystone and and, and, mm-hmm. and and Miller and, and, yeah, was, and, and, Mo, and Milwaukee's oh, no, or and Lone Star. Lone Star was always big. Yeah. And, uh, and then they came
2: London. out with Keystone Ice, which was just a higher A <laughs> B
1: version of the same beer. Is that like Zima? Yeah. no, <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that was a different thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't even I've never even heard of that. Keystone yeah. Ice. Oh
2: my gosh. So it wasn't it wasn't until later though, honestly. Okay. So uh so it was later on and honestly I I went through a wine phase and a scotch phase and a whiskey phase and and everything. I still enjoy all those beverages, but you know, I just really Your poor liver. Took, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the the tour de force of of beverages, right? Yeah, so, relate. so when is
1: the transplant? <laughs>
2: yeah, when's the, when's yeah. well? We're on to vodka next. So oh. We'll see. Uh, I, I feel like it should be shortcoming. <laughs> so, uh, so eventually, um, I ended up at NASA, right? And uh, that was one of my first full time career out of college. Uh, started getting some disposable income. Fell in with a group of guys uh, who I was already friends with, a couple, but started brewing together and, and really learning from some, uh, you know, Greybeards that had been brewing, you um you know, years, decades. So, now are we uh,
0: talking like home brewing, basically? Homebrew. Everything was like, like before. Like the bucket, yeah. like the bucket in the closet.
2: was the only one brewing commercially. In, in, yeah. In oh, Houston, So if gotcha. you're
1: brewing with anybody 15 years ago, was a homebrewer. Gotcha. Did you never sure, try yeah. that? Like you could get the the homebrew kits, like the no, buckets, or no. so you could leave them in your closet or something or whatever. No, I, I have friends that do it, but I'm, see, I'm not Brian, that Brian, this is why
2: nobody was successful because <laughs> yeah. they were like you
1: throw it in your
0: closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little yeah. Tuesday's
2: you're like ah oh, it's is it a scotch yeah. ale uh, what is this a little sugar right yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know is it barrel sure yeah <laughs> I'm so, over a barrel yeah. is that <laughs> yeah so uh so that's why it doesn't work for everybody so the patient I feel like it's the patience aspect of it well, like yeah. most people no are, it is like I told you it's every four weeks you gotta go at yeah.
2: it we were very fortunate we learned from a bunch of people that had the patience and again these are other NASA nerds that we had got ingrained with again we're working over there uh, very diligent engineering type, right? I mean, stand, SOPs, standard operating procedures—they have them down. Notebooks—they understand the process.
0: You know, they write things down. They do. Yeah. They do write so many things
1: down. <laughs> so they, uh, even when and you're you shoot like, it, just like stop writing, stop, yeah. write, what stop, stop yeah. writing, stop writing. No, I swear <laughs> to God,
2: the first time we went brood was just sitting in a corner and just yes sir, right? In there, oh yes sir, more a uh, Play-Doh. okay yes sir, that was it. So uh, and, you,
1: and you guys all met at A and M. No, no,
2: no. so no? Uh, my partners, uh, so there's Tom. Tom went over to uh, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin. Uh, David went to Iowa State, and then Ben went to uh, University of Texas. So a uh, couple Texans, a couple out-of-staters, uh, but all ended up at NASA. NASA does a good job of recruiting some good talent. So we took advantage of that, uh, peeled into to that um, circuit or pipeline, if you will. And, and all
0: four of you were engineers?
2: So their engineers, I don't. Claim to be an engineer. Uh, I'm I'm on the business side of things. Okay, okay. So I'm I'm the CEO running the company now. Uh, at NASA, I was the um, contracting lead for uh, the Orion program. So I did all the contract negotiations. Uh, I did contract review. I I represented NASA uh, across the table, trying to figure out you know best price and and making sure that you know rockets got where they needed to go.
1: Was there one thing specific that that grabbed you about NASA while you were working there that you just absolutely loved? Was it the people or just the fact of what you were doing? So the people for sure, I'll come back to that in a second, but as far as mission
2: scope, you know, very naivete, right? You come into uh any new work field or force, you know, I was early 20s and you know the mission scope that they set out was, you know, we're going to do this by you know that was in the 2005 time frame. So you know they were saying in 2010 we're going to do this, and in 2012 we're going to do that, and and looking at it going, God, that's forever away. You How are we, we're gonna do that? I mean, like, be working what a, here for the rest of right? Like, <laughs> am I gonna still be? Are we still gonna be alive?
1: Like, <laughs> what's going on, guy? Like, wait, wait, what are we doing my today? Great, my great grandkids taking over my project,
2: you <laughs> know? So, uh, but working in that environment and then getting ingrained in that, and saying, Yeah, these missions they do take this, like, you know, this time period that you have to set yourself to and understand, like so many complex pieces and and in project management, right? Just in general, you got this Gantt chart, everything going together, where it's gonna fit, yada, yada. Um, And a lot more layers of difficulty there as well. But, uh, you know, you're trying to, you know, you think about these things, you know, when they happen, but then you get in the mix of it and you find out, man, it takes forever to make it happen. This is the project length that, that, you know, things come, take to fruition and encourages you as a, as a small business owner or anybody with a project of any size to come in and say, hey, you know, we have to think long-term here. What are they going to be the small steps that we need to put in place to get us to where we want to be in year two or year three or year five, right? And what can we be thinking? And it gets you in that perpetual state of motion of saying, all right, we've got accomplished in year one or two what we wanted. Where? How do we look past that? And how do we look towards the next big thing? And how do we keep growing that? So Bar none, I give, uh, you know, I got my original education uh, down at College Station, but NASA gave me my second and third level uh, education through everything they did for me in the 15 years I was there.
1: I mean, it sounds, you, you can see kind of how excited you are talking about it. So why why leave for beer? Because I well, tell you, they what? were going nowhere. you just answered, why leave? Well, for beer. But, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So,
2: uh, yeah, there aren't too many things that can take you away from space, but beer might just be one of them. And it was for us. So, okay. So we had, uh, talking earlier, right, we had uh, been doing the homebrew thing and we've been doing it for a while. We had a great set of mentors that guided us through that, got us to where we needed to be. And eventually we started entering some brew competitions. We started, you know, hosting events or participating in events for loved ones and said, hey, your beer's getting good, you know. And uh, it's free. So. <laughs> it's, it's
1: <laughs> that's so that's, free. that's even better. That's you usually know? Mo- what yeah. most people would be like, well, whatever. So, it, uh, it, it tastes better when they say it's free. No, 100%. 100% uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every meal <laughs> I've ever had that was like, free it's was free. 20% oh, God, better. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. wow, you're generous. Like you're not as generous as I am. Yeah. I, I need to maybe lower my the, uh, raise my standards a little bit. I'm always like fifty percent. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, this is why you don't like, judge beer competitions. This is, exactly yeah. more- <laughs> this is exactly why I don't judge beer competitions. and he's like, you know, distant sommeliers left and right. Like you know. here you go, Mr. Chambers. I'm like oh man, gold. Yeah. Wait wait, yeah. are you chewing Double gum? Gold. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. Was that Banaka? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I owe you it's free it was
0: amazing well okay so so let me interrupt you for one second because it brings up uh, some questions for me with, with, the, with that sort of uh, NASA upbringing and that you know moonshot kind of eye on, on how you're going to build out the business did that affect everything from like your location choices all the way to your styles of beer or was it more hey let's do this and then you know grab a lease where we can find a cheap place to rent and, and make it happen
1: Well, because you guys and you guys talk about how different you guys are and it's part of your DNA to take risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I assume that's coming from that NASA background. But like Philip was just saying, was that the immediate set in or was like what he was saying? We just got to figure something out with what we're doing. Yeah. So I think we've
2: always erred towards caution. Uh, and I think, again, uh, you get enough engineers in a room and even if you got the one sane guy in the corner trying to steer them in the right direction, you get in a lot of analysis paralysis, right? I mean, you want data, you you know, you're used to gathering data and just having a plethora of it so you can make, you know, decisions, discretions on what you need to, you know, put funding on or attention or resources towards. And in that way, we probably did elongate the, you know, business planning a process. You know, it took us a good two years to actually s- stand up what we thought was what we needed to stand up and get everything outlined to go forward and execute the business plan.
0: What year was it that True Anomaly was actually founded and formed?
2: So Apogee Brewing, which is the uh, that, so uh, I was a is that your original principle. name? Yeah. So Apogee Brewing, D.B.A. True Anomaly Brewing.
0: Okay. Okay. So getting
2: on the business side here for the business nerds of it. So Apogee Brewing LLC was established in 2013. So in February of 2013, we actually were established and we uh, entered into a contract brewer type relationship, which was then Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. So if you know Buffalo Bayou, uh, then off of Nolda, uh, now they have the location uh, nearer Washington, right? Um, and they've recently been sold off to a venture capital. Uh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. a lot of movements. So, um, so uh, way, I mean, that was. 10-plus years ago, uh, we were thinking, hey, how can we make this move? What can we make happen? Uh, We entered into that with them. They ended up brewing a beer that we had created uh, through our home brewing, um, produced it, uh, provided it commercially across the Houston markets, gave us some insight into that methodology, the models. Um, and that's really what we were looking for. We weren't looking for some world to pay out like, hey, here's our product. and Right, more about you know, the experience and just than the- Really, I mean, it was just us that. as you know, young bucks coming in being like, I don't know anything about this. You're an operating brewery. You can produce our product and then put it all across town. Wow, great.
0: Can and we is, learn and this, from yeah, that? Yeah, and this like, is all you guys, guys are working full-time world? still. This oh is yeah, it. we're still yeah, all yeah.
2: full-time NASA doing about our business and then just showing up and you know doing this as a side thing. And really at this point, again- you know, analysis paralysis, you know, I, what do we need? We need more information. Oh, this is an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go do this. And then we'll really figure out, you it, know, it just what's going like... on into the brewing world <laughs> and how we distribute things. And, <laughs> you know,
1: I'm hearing like after work hanging out, you know, it's like, dude, we should totally start a bar. We should open a bar. That like, it's, that's what I'm, I'm picturing. It's like, if been a hard day at work It's like, I could make this. We should totally open a bar. It's like, but you guys took it a, being NASA a step further. No, we should open a brewery. Like, yeah, like, and then we go. met
2: three times a week for three hours a week every week after work. Well, you know, you got to research. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then, uh, but yes, I mean, it was a, a long road there, but eventually we ended up with, uh, you know, okay, hey, um, we we got to ex- we we got to the point. We got to execute or move on, right? That was the nice way of saying it, right? Right. So, (laughs) so, uh, but that's what—that's where we came to a head on, right? And said, okay, so what's it going to take to do this? And we came up, okay, well, we got to go raise some money, right? And that number then was about a million dollars. So, if we go raise a million dollars, to your question earlier, Philip, you know, where are we going to put this place? You know, where does that look like? What equipment are we doing? That's how we came to that figure. What do we actually need to do it? And we did decide at that time, hey, we want to be in downtown Houston. Okay, we wanted to be in uh, Houston proper, because most of us at that time actually lived in Clear Lake. And we were operating out of the Johnson Space Center and living in a little circle. But we said, hey, we feel like this is a more houston specific identity we have with this brand and what we want to do here and and we're transitioning to that area now i live in the east end i live a mile and a half from the brewery um and everybody else does too right so like we we wanted to be identified as houston not clear lake i guess and that's that's sense hey, th- that's
1: a good point though because it, it is a very big distinction i in my opinion because when you once you get out towards clear lake in that area it's it's a different it's a different vibe. Uh, we don't want to say it's not Houston, but it's just a very different vibe. So I, I, I kind of understand why you guys would want to do that. Um, and for our viewers and our listeners, you know, we're going to throw we'll throw up uh, this map if you're in the Houston area, um, as long as this website as well uh, for True Anomaly Brewing. But they are located over uh, in East downtown. Um, and if you've ever been over to towards Tiny Champions, which is a great little pizza place. Over that way, love Tiny Champions over there. Um, over that way, you can catch them and find them uh, and check them out a little bit. Now, you guys have um, just... It's just a brewery. You don't do food or restaurant. Like, you're, it's not a restaurant with it? Yeah, currently, no. So, okay. uh, And we, any any works or talks about that?
2: Yeah, so we are. So uh, twofold there, actually. So um, we have our current location. That's on 2012 Dallas Street, uh, St. Emanuel, Few blocks down from the Dynamo Dash Stadium, about six blocks down from the Minute Maid Stadium. So if you're in that area, you're hanging out, you're gonna uh, see our, our
1: our place, and uh, probably have walked by it, not even knowing it. Well, I um, mean, we're gonna have to start coming down that way uh, now because I love the Astros. So <laughs> walking distance is a, is always a good thing. Oh yeah, we so, have a lot.
2: We have loads of Astros fans. We're on the backside of GRB as well. So the convention center is there, I mean, and now we're in what I would call true post-COVID era now where, and again, as an indicator, business indicator, GRB hasn't had any cancellations. They've been going in Monday through Friday, conventions, utilizations way up, and we see that, again, through the normal you Know Nate type conf- convention things, but also and then those annual type things, but also volleyball competitions and you know, uh, random one off, you know, continuity or, or wedding rehearsal or whatever type things that they're filling in the slots and people are eager to fill in. And we're seeing that on our and just in that district and that region yeah, yeah. again, it's a business
1: indicator. Well, in East Downtown, Great. is, is blow, blowing up pretty big.
2: Oh, yeah, and we're getting a lot so. of other stuff coming in. We've got uh, so across the street from us, we've got uh, uh, if you're familiar with Agricole, which is um, the holding that has Cultivari, Eight Row Flint. Oh, yeah. Um, they have across the street from us Vinny's, and they have two other um, concepts that are actually getting revamped right now. So I'm not trying to give them a big plug, but here you go. They're, uh, they're getting a little... Uh, um Tex-Mex place over there. Indianola's changing. Indianola's getting- And Miss Carousel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah Indi- I know that, yeah. Indianola's turning into a little Tex-Mex place, and Miss Carousel's turning into more of a sports bar type thing. Yeah. And I think they are trying to relate better to the, um, I guess, mix in the area. You know, so over in the East End, um, they had an upscale American place, and they had a kind of upscale cocktail place- and across the street, we've got truck yard and we've got pizza yeah. and we've got burgers and we've got, a, you know, two different uh, breweries. You know, we've got Eighth Wonder on one side, True Anomaly on the other one. We've got well, a little- and all the sports stadiums and everything right there. Right. It- so it does lend itself to just more of a sport. You know, people are yeah. coming, they're parking, they're hanging out for a while and they're coming over from the GRB. They're looking for a quick bite. You know, they're, you know transient in the sense of you know i'm, I'm here for a volleyball thing or I'm, you know i'm here for you know checking out some equipment for some pipelines or something sure. you know so i just need a bite see the area let's get out of here type so thing.
0: so in terms of your brewery though do, do, do you see a lot of um a lot of bleed off from that a lot of people that come over hey i heard about you guys i'm in town for this you know at the convention center I'm more than right we next expected door. yeah quite oh, really?
2: honestly uh yeah especially um right that's, out of the that's gate great. year one yeah and it's not something we banked on honestly we we concentrated on Houston, really focused on Houston, being in that sports entertainment district, if you will, you know, surrounded by the Toyota Center, the other ones we talked about, Minute Maid. Uh, George R. Brown was like, okay, it'd be a nice bonus. You know, we'll see. Certainly uh, we have an event space there as well. We said, okay, we can get some events off there. And we do. Consistently we get two, three events a week. Off of, you know, wow. corporate happy hours, you know, people having, you know, whatever, you know, sit and stays, whatever they're doing for their oh, wow. uh, okay. corporate stuff, right? So that was a bit of a boon on our end. Didn't really expect it. Um, and then in general, uh, we have travelers coming through that are going back to Tennessee or Asheville or um, you know, Denver or or the West Coast and, and passing on to their friends that are coming to other conferences. And because <sighs> Den- George R. Brown Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. S- but, sneaky, but it's it's sneaky. This, uh, sneaky.
1: They're checking out the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's these <laughs>
2: it's these convention circu- circuits, right? That they do the circuits, right? And then one guy talks to another guy, and they're in another circuit, and then it kind of gets passed on, and that's kind of where we got this surprising, like, oh wow, like somebody came in from Asheville. It was like, oh yeah, that's you know my buddy, you know he told me, hey, you know if you're going through Houston for this convention, go check them out, and they're you know right on the other side. It's like okay. that's very
0: cool. That's very yeah. cool. I, I like that actually. I I, li- I like the idea because you you know, I for our, for our viewers, all you have to do is go to the website and look at the names of the beers to know this is a very Houston-centric business, um, especially with all the space theme and the NASA theme and all that, which I think is very, very cool. And that website
1: is going to be in the link in the episode description, but you can go to trueanomalybrewing.com. True <laughs> that's and, the one. And we
0: have, that's why one. I have a few sips of beer for you, too. I know. That's impressive. Um, but but I, but I like, I like, I like the stuff. idea of sort of sharing that Houston identity with people that are just passing through, right? I think it's really, right. really neat.
2: Right. And honestly, and again, we're circling around some of these conversations, but we're getting to all the meat of it eventually, right? So the uh but, how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but in that same sense, that's again, that's why we chose a location to be Houston specific. We wanted to, yes, lend it, you know, be quality beer driven, be Houston specific, and give a little bit of a nod uh to the background of space and it's huge cultural mark across the nation, but specifically here in Houston as well. And something that's just 30 minutes away, 20 minutes for some people, you know, from getting down to Clear Lake and being able to go to Rocket Park, which again was one of our beer namesakes, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing the Rockets in there, which have a few other namesakes on there. But, you know, and seeing these things that are great historic markers for the nation, you know, and it lives in your backyard. And it's this great thing that I honestly think we should be pretty proud of. You know, I'm a native Texan, I wasn't born in Houston, but I'm a native Texan all around Texas. And for me, like this has always been a point of pride. And I think even for a lot of Texans and that, you know, we've got Houston Mission Control Center. It's right here. It lives in our backyard. It's something we should be excited and proud about. And it's 100 percent accessible. So for us to come out with beers and things that lend themselves to, uh, you know, pointing some, uh, you know, a little bit of love in that direction or to highlight, you know, some of the great things that they have down there. That's what, you know, is part of our mission set of saying, hey, if we could do that, if we can help bolster the city and, you know, space
0: in general as part of also getting people excited about great quality beer. All right. That's that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I I really love that. and I I think it's important because I think that people who are traveling to Houston from out of town, I think that they share that kind of pride in the American space program and in all the achievements that NASA and now the private sector has made in this Mm -hmm. country in terms of exploration um, but it's easy to forget, right? If you don't live in Houston, if you're not kind of surrounded by it as a Texan, I can see how people kind of don't think about it. So, to come into True Anomaly and have that reminder and that experience, even for non Houstonians, I bet that's very cool. A little bit of a wow, this is this is a cultural thing, you know, yeah. this is really, really
2: nice. No, it really is. And for us personally, uh, for you know, I It was a hard decision, leaving NASA. You asked me earlier, you know, why'd you make this decision? You're leaving. Oh, beer. Yeah, sure, beer. beer. (laughs) Well, you you made it sound so easy. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, (laughs) it was. I mean, the mission's great. We're doing this stuff. But I still get to see them day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still get to see people get excited about space and talk about space. You know, so I'm still a space nerd, right? At the end of the day, I, can I still have the Lego sets, I still do it. Oh, I still yeah. have a lot of friends in the industry. I know what's going on and we're continuing to pursue, you know, opportunities with people that are in uh the space sphere. Right? So I, I was actually
1: going to ask you about that. Do you guys have a lot of one colleagues that come to your brewery or do you do anything in conjunction with them?
2: We do. We do okay. a lot of different things. So actually we got a couple of collaborations we're working with right now. Uh, actually I brought one beer We'll talk about it maybe a little later. Uh, Peggy is a uh, beer that we uh, did with Axiom Space. So, uh, oh, that's and, cool. and, and it's the first ever, to my knowledge, astronaut beer collaboration. So, Peggy Whitson uh, went up as the uh, mission commander for AX2. She was previously a NASA astronaut, now privatized. So, this is the first opportunity venture, really, where privatized astronauts can now go in and have. NIL-type things offered in the public sphere, right? Because under the NASA sphere, you can't go promote a beer brand or any specific one for that matter or anything like that. They don't take beer to space? No, carbonation in general, Uh, (laughs) not great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. call that a bomb, Brian. (laughs) They they haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. yeah. uh, But
0: we'll let you know when we get there. They,
2: uh, <laughs>
1: you guys behind guy. the scenes working. <laughs>
0: straight yeah. into the wall, breaks a freaking clavicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: that, that'd that be, a clavicle would be the least. Of it. <laughs> honestly, we'd be okay if it was the clavicle. No, so, uh, so yeah, so we're working with those guys, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries of not only NASA, but just commercial space. And you were mentioning just how it's getting privatized and bigger focus. We did that huge venture for us. And honestly, it was really, really cool. It was special. Uh, we are able to so cool, promote yeah. it. And, yeah. um, you know, Peggy loved it. We actually worked with her on the style of the beer and, and what she liked out of it. And we're continuing to work with those guys. So we've got new projects coming up with them. Uh, we're working with rice actually university. We're going to be the official craft beer of rice athletics, uh, coming up. Oh, wow. This next, uh, wow. congratulations semester. on that. That's or actually for the next uh, few years. Yeah. So, uh, we just, uh, cool. signed off with those guys. So, um, keeping it local focused. And again, that's where the, uh, to the moon, uh, speech came from, right? Like, why do we go to the moon? JFK speech came out of rice, right? So yeah. there's a lot of unique Houston specific uh, elements that we lean on, lean into. And I think that Houston culturally has a great story to tell. And we just happen to be a vehicle right now that can help connect the dots in some ways to say, hey, you know, we're utilizing rice, helping build that story and that great space connection. We're talking to Axiom Space. We're talking to NASA. Working with some of those guys. We're, you know, looking outside that sphere, but we're also talking to beer bars and HEB and you know, <laughs> yeah. total wine and whoever, and cool. getting those products out into those locations. So, you know, when you pick up the can, maybe you see it, it has a name on it. If you're into it, 100% on our website and some other locations, you can find out. Hey, what does that name mean? Small giant. You know, we were tasting this earlier. Just a nice little starter. Small giant's a Neil Armstrong quote, and he was talking about being on the moon and, you know, blotting out the earth with his thumb. And, you know, I didn't feel like a giant at all. I felt very, very small, right? Like small giant. So you, right? give, wow. that. Think, think wow. that. you give actual explanations that. of the names on, on oh, the website and all that? Yeah, yeah. That you know, is like, very cool. And that's where, again, you look at the name, you're ordering a beer, you don't care. You're like, I just need something light and easy. Small giant, give it to me. You know, like, all all right, easy breezy. But if, you know, you get into it and you start connecting the dots and you learn this about us and space is interesting to you, we don't try to be too on the nose in your face, like some hidden gems here and there. And that really lend themselves to the stories of just Space Center or space in general that, you know, isn't just... Rocket fuel or something like that. Not
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a news radio yeah, reference yeah, right there. Yeah. So, Rocket uh, fuel. Yeah, so, malt, malt- liquor.
0: <laughs> so uh, I'm picturing so, like Mr. Miyagi now. A small yeah. giant to make a great hangover. You <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I I always there's sometimes when you it's it's like buying for a cool label right when you're like I don't know what to pick and you're like I like the name of that and, yeah. and so it's it, so it does kind of play into that even for a consumer uh, for a consumer point of view because. Some people honestly would pick it up. And then all of a sudden, now you have somebody that, if they love yeah, it. And we've gotten that feedback. 100%. We have. And I'm not ashamed to. You think it's a cool label? Great. I made them. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> take it.
0: Let's go. 100% disclosure.
2: I'll eat it up. Heck yeah.
0: 100% disclosure, man. My wife literally shops 100% by the label. Oh, Everything. Really? Oh, yeah. Wine, beer, whatever it is. She's like, I love the way that looks. I'll take two of those. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Ramen.
1: She's like, oh, those noodles. Did you see the wave? No, it was the one. <laughs> they were free. Ten times better. <laughs> right.
0: You can tell they were dehydrated in just the right way That's by right. the uh, the swiggle.
2: That's right. Are we ready to taste some of these beers, though? We I are. So.
1: Um, And, you know, for our listeners and viewers, uh, we're going to get a little bit more into... Uh, the social aspects of the beer brewing company and a little bit of a taste test here. And Mike's going to do a little taste test and see if he can identify his own beer. Uh, So if you want to catch the part two here with Michael and see if he can identify his own beer, well, you're going to have to tune in. You're going to have to come back.
0: Yeah, you can see us uh, talk about being social by getting social that, over a few rounds. I like it.
1: That's right, and make sure you can throw some love to your neighbors out there. Uh, also, you can catch other episodes of Neighbors Don't Knock wherever you get your podcast or in our YouTube channel. Uh, links in the episode description. Go back and check out some uh, previous seasons. We've had great guests and great neighbors.
0: We drop every Friday.
1: That's right. All right, we'll catch you guys next week with Michael. Peace out. Pew pew
2: pew. <laughs>